Welcome to the Money Pilot Financial Advisor Podcast, where you team up with Money Pilot founder, former Army helicopter pilot, and your host, Katie Cannon, to put your money where your heart is. Together, we'll tackle issues big and small so you can take charge and land your financial life. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. Last week, we talked about renting out your home if you have to move for work or deployment. So I thought I'd follow up this week with rental income tax tips for those of you that decide to become landlords or are considering becoming landlords. Of course, the best part about renting out your home is collecting the rent. (laughs) For tax purposes, you need to be sure you document all your money coming in and going out from the rental property. This means you need to give receipts and keep copies of each rent payment that you collect. Keep in mind that generally you must report rental income on your tax return in the year you actually receive it. So for example, if you have a renter pay his January 2020 rent on January 2nd and then his January 2021 rent in December 2020, Both of those rents would be reported on your 2020 taxes, along with the income from all the months in between. If you collect some rent in advance, let's say someone pays two or three months of rent up front, you would again report that entire amount for taxes in the year you receive that payment, regardless of when that rent would have been due. Now, security deposits are handled a little bit differently. Like income, when you receive a security deposit, you need to record it and provide the tenant a receipt. But if you plan to return the deposit to the tenant at the end of the lease, which is pretty common, then it's not income. So you do not report that security deposit as income on your tax return. If in the end you have to keep part of that or all of the security deposit because your tenant doesn't live up to the terms of the lease, then you would report any amount you kept out of the deposit as income in that year. Now, if your tenant gives you property or services instead of money as rent, you still need to include that fair market value of the property or services as rental income. Also, if your tenant pays any of your expenses, then those payments are also considered rental income if they're deductible rental expenses. So in this case, you'd actually record what the tenant paid as income and then claim the expense on your taxes as well. They sort of cancel each other out that way. Generally, the expense of renting your property out, like maintenance, repairs, insurance, property taxes, uh, interest if you have a mortgage on the property, or advertising for new tenants can all be deducted from your rental income. And this lowers the amount of income you have to pay taxes on each year. But one area that can be kind of confusing 
especially to new landlords, is how to treat improvements to the property for tax purposes, as opposed to maintenance and repair. So one way to look at whether something is a repair or not is to ask yourself what needs to be done to make the property livable, but not increase the value of the property. So good examples of this are repairing holes in the wall from nails, unclogging a drain, or fixing a leak in a roof. One way to know if something is an improvement rather than a repair is whether or not it improves the value of the property. If it does, or in any way extends the life of the property, then it's considered a long-term asset deducted over years instead of all at once. Improvements can be things like replacing a roof, renovating the interior, or say uh, replacing a heat pump instead of fixing it. So let's say, for example, you have a large tree limb hit the roof of your rental property and you're able to replace just that section of the roof, then that's a repair. If, on the other hand, you have an older roof and you decide you might as well replace the whole thing while you're at it, then that's an improvement. A new roof will increase the value of your home as opposed to just restoring it to what it was just before the tree hit. Other examples would be having a repairman come out to fix a broken washer. That's just a repair. Buying a new washing machine, that's an improvement. Fixing a broken kitchen cabinet, repair. Renovating the whole kitchen, definitely an improvement. The key difference for tax purposes is the entire cost of a repair can be deducted as an expense in the year you do it. However, the cost of improvements cannot be deducted as an expense all at once. You have to claim part of the expense each year over the life of the improvement. This is called depreciation. Different improvements are depreciated over different lengths of time, which are set by the IRS. And there are extra forms to fill out with your taxes for each improvement. In addition to improvements, the price you paid for the rental property initially, not including the value of the land it sits on, is also depreciated, in this case for 27 and a half years. So each year you will claim depreciation for the rental property itself, as well as for each of the improvements you make, each on its own timeline. This can get a bit complicated and it would be a good time to discuss it with your CPA. Or if you're still thinking about doing your own taxes for your rental property, definitely dive into IRS Publication 527, Residential Rental Property. I hope today's tips on how to treat rental property income and expenses has been helpful to you. If you have any questions or comments, please drop me a line at katie at moneypilotadvisor.com. I love hearing from you, and I'm looking forward to sharing again next week. Thank you for joining today's podcast. Like to find out more? Visit us at moneypilotadvisor.com. Let's team up and land your financial life.